Welcome, I'm Linda McHenry, host of Taking the Mystery Out of Insurance. Thanks for joining us. As you know, Clueless is a dangerous place to be. On this podcast, my guests and I help you and other insurance professionals take the subject of insurance and break it down into simple language, sharing concepts that help you and your clients avoid the pitfalls of confusion and misunderstanding. Once we peel back the complex layers to expose all the basics, you'll be able to accomplish your goals without falling prey to all kinds of mayhem. Today is Tuesday, May 5th, 2020, and this is episode three. My special guest is going to be talking about marketing and social media and all kinds of ways that you can help market yourself and your business. If you'd like more information about this subject when the podcast is over, visit my website at lindamchenry.com and reach out to me through the comment submission form. My website also shares more details about who I am, what I do, and it offers you the opportunity to submit questions for each week's Q&A section of the regular podcast episodes. Hi, everyone. This is Linda McHenry, and I'm here with my guest, Matt Medeiros, today. He helps clients in the content marketing realm, from blogging to podcasting, all the way to email capture automation and social media. Matt can advise and assist you with anything that helps build your brand effectively. You can find him online at craftedbymatt.com and on Twitter at Matt Medeiros. Welcome, Matt. Linda, it's a pleasure to be here. As always, right? (laughs) (laughs) As always. So what Matt is going to do today is he's going to share some information with you folks. I mean, insurance agents are always looking for ways to help build their brand, help build their their, uh, reputation, you know, build a following. And that's basically what Matt does. And let's talk about relationship first, Matt, if you don't mind, because sure. I, I kind of think we both agree that that's the foundation of, of what people want to do. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, as crazy as it seems, uh, the internet was uh, now more obvious than ever, right, in the COVID world, uh, <laughs> that uh, relationship building is still super important. And there are means, just like this podcast or just like a YouTube channel or a Facebook Live event, which are extremely popular right now. It's extremely popular right now. It's all a form of relationship building. Um, And, you know, I know the world of sort of traditional networking, traditional business, it's handshakes, you know, uh, a mixer, an event mixer that you go to or some in-person thing. And boy, that's going to drastically change, you know, and how we engage in those settings uh, (laughs) upcoming. So... Tons of opportunity, uh, but engaging uh, in building relationship referral-based business is massive. It's a massive opportunity. I agree. And, and the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize how important relationship is or that relationships can change over time. Mm-hmm. You can start out and meet somebody and think, well, gee, there's no way possible I'm ever going to do business with them. And your life changes or the economy changes or something changes and you find yourself seeing that person all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things like we were chatting before the show uh, started recording and, you know, obviously we've known each other for 21 years, I think. 20 years. Something like that. Yeah. A long time. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But I mean, many different uh, scenarios across our our life so far. And, uh, you know, look, like we said, like we're recording together now. We've done business together. you know, and uh, you just never know where it's it's going to take you for, you know, in terms of like social media. And I, I might be skipping ahead here. So just stop Let's me. Let's go if ahead. I am. No, no, no. Talk whatever you want. You're the guest. The, you know, what I see as somebody who evaluates, you know, storytelling and, and content that put, people put out, um, 
you know, I see huge opportunities for people to have to become more, I don't know if the word's vulnerable, but transparent, right? I think that's one of the hardest things for a lot of maybe insurance agents or anyone who has a traditional in-person business. I, I think I see most people struggle with putting out this sort of story, the content, being who they really are online. And what do I mean by that? Like, I've been watching a lot of local banks recently, right, during this this crisis, mm-hmm. uh, financial institutions. And I see this increase in social media and, and this increase in trying to connect with people, which is which is great that they're, that the effort is there. The problem is the content that's coming out, it's like, it's clip art. You know, it's clip art. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, stock photos, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, if I were advising them, I would say, no, no, no. We need to build the relationship by being more honest, more true. Who are the people behind the brand? Uh, and that's what's, that's what's going to be most effective, right, for social media, for building a business, for getting more referrals, building the relationships, right? And um, we have all the means necessary to do this stuff. We're quite literally locked inside of our homes. <laughs> so so people will watch, right? And they will engage with content. Um, you know, you just have to, and by you, I mean, maybe the person listening or the people who are thinking about putting together a strategy. You just have to sort of break through that mold and say, yeah, I'm okay with being transparent, putting my story out there, um, you know, and, and hitting publish on a podcast, on Instagram, things, whatever. If I can interrupt, I think, I think, what you're saying, and, and this is how I would translate it, is to being open. I know me with my background in sales. If you want somebody to open up to you, the best way to accomplish that is to open up to them because people people feel more comfortable with others who are just like them. And why is somebody going to open up to you if they have this sense that you're keeping secrets, that you have a whole life that you're not sharing. And people have instincts and, 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 and they know authentic um, people and they know when someone's being genuine. So I, I think that kind of, is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, the same way. If you looked at historically, if you looked historically at why people, why people don't like salespeople, why people don't like getting into sales is because for hundreds of years, the salesman, has uh, built a reputation because the whole thing you said, well, don't keep a secret. You know, that's how sales was built, right? Because oh, yeah. people people didn't have access to research competitors, research other solutions, learn how to do it themselves. And for, you know, up until consumer internet really hit, you know, it was, that was the salesperson's job is to reserve those secrets know how their product is built, know what the cost was, and know what their competitors were doing, and, and that's how sales was done. And It, it was wasn't, a big mystery, and right, I know was, more than you do, so you need to trust me. Right, and exactly. And then Nowadays, cons- no one trusts you unless they can see why they should. 100%, right? So you obviously, Linda, you know that I grew up in the car business, so uh-huh. uh, you know, back, back in the day, in like the late, mid to, to late 90s, uh, that's when the consumer internet started to, to evolve and come around, but even in that transition point, you know, you'd have people coming into the dealership with the uh, a book. They, they used to be called the NADA uh, Consumer's Guide or C- Automobile Guide. I forget what the title was. Yeah, they still use it. Yeah, they still use it. So they, they, they come in and they have, the, like, you know, the, the, the sheets, uh, everything circled that they were looking for. And then the consumer internet came around. And now the buyer came in much more informed because they could just sit at their computer and ask a dozen other people 
what their best price was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was uh, a, a superior challenge for car shopping and for the whole, every, every industry at large. And now, like I like to say, is our reputation, or I like to refer to it as our digital handshake because we're doing a lot of this stuff digitally. We're creating content. Mm-hmm. We're getting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the last thing we have left, right? If you're a small mom and pop store, especially these days, you're looking at like what Amazon is doing as a company, as a whole. Uh, Amazon doesn't care about the consumer as the mom and pop shop down the street does, right? They've built the relationship. They own that relationship and they can own that relationship, you know, but they're in the face of giants and it's, it's, a, it's an interesting, you know, conundrum that we're in with with covid and and looking at big business and looking at the little person and saying how can we support them you know but we're tied to these big enterprises it's this is going to reshape everything and relationships at the forefront in my opinion i i think you're right and and one of the things it's funny because i my last week's podcast was all about price and i you know i said in that podcast the person who mentions price first loses control of the negotiation price is important in the absence of other stuff if you have truth and honesty and relationship, okay, you don't need to talk about price. And I think another thing, too, is me being a teacher and instructor, because I know about the product I sell, just like you know about the product you sell. If we can share that knowledge and we can educate people and, we sh- again, you share it with them so that they acquire knowledge and they grow, that, I think, is more important to them than price. So, so tell me what insurance agents should be doing. Okay, to share themselves and to be honest and to be open um, and to have their digital handshake equal their their real handshake on their website and their blog and their social media. Tell me some of the things you see that they shouldn't do and then some of the things they should do. Yeah. Uh, So what what people should not do is sort of take this copycat because this is like the number one thing. Uh, Take this copycat hope for a blueprint approach. Right there. You know. There's a lot of great people out there who teach a lot of great concepts and a lot of great frameworks, but people just take that as, well, I'll just follow these steps exactly and I should get more leads or I should talk to more people because I'm just going to follow this or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what somebody else is doing and I'm going to copy that person to a T and just do the same thing. It just doesn't work that way, right? It, it, the, cre- you know, the creativeness inside of you, your personality, your unique way of, of dealing with customers or framing insurance, that stuff should really, you know, really shine through. So don't think that you have to just do one thing one way or copy somebody else and that's just going to work. I'm a huge proponent on content marketing. And in my world, I only see driving traffic to your, to your website or to your business online in only two ways, content marketing or paying for ads, right? Both are effective. One takes longer than the other, but one <laughs> costs less dollars than the other in the long term right? Uh, Content marketing is about putting out any pieces of content you possibly can. So these are the things that you should be doing. Well, you might want to start thinking about doing a podcast. And I say the word podcast and people immediately freak out. Brains start to melt. They don't understand. (laughs) What is this technical thing? The word is foolish, right? It's like the word blogging. Like who invented Uh the word blogging? It just sounds ridiculous. Um, But podcasting can come in many forms come in like what we're doing right now a little bit of video a little bit of audio and then you use that as a platform but i say you know create some kind of storytelling 
with uh, maybe Instagram stories for a minute or two, uh, Facebook Live for you know, 15, 20 minutes. It's not about just podcasting, but about broadcasting you know, your message and your story, especially now, right? Especially now, because you don't want to be lost in this sort of insanity that we're in right now. You don't want to be forgotten, right? So you want to start broadcasting this message so that when we all sort of find this new reality we're living in, people can at least have you top of mind as best as possible. And then from there, I'm a huge proponent. I love social media. You know, I love, you know, using and connecting on social media. But I look at it as, for me anyway, is to just leverage that, leverage these social media platforms back to my website. Get them onto my website, get them consuming my content, and hopefully getting them onto an email list. So in other words, like doing a blog post with a link to your website where the blog post is. Don't give it all away on the Facebook page or somewhere else, but start it and drive them to your website to, to finish it up and see who you are and, and all that. That's, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, hundred percent. Like you, you have to own, you know, you have to own the experience, you know, and you start to realize that, boy, if you put your best content, you know, let's say on Facebook and, you know, maybe you're writing up long paragraphs of things that you might do or, or storytelling on Facebook, that's awesome. But you don't want to just leave it there, right? Because, um, you know, semi-adjacent industry that I was talking to somebody today, it was more of like a business development industry, local economics, but they have like all these forms that people need to to fill out, right? And they're like, it's like like a business process. Like we need to have this on our website because it makes our jobs a whole heck of a lot easier. People can fill out these forms and our job's done, their job's done, we're all good. You can't do that kind of thing, right, on a Facebook or Twitter, right? When somebody's in another platform, you know, those things can't be done. That engagement with your brand can't get done. Like you always have to push somebody somewhere else. So you might as well have your best content on your website so that you can convert, hopefully, customers uh, or leads into customers, right, eventually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So huge proponent on creating your own content, no matter, you know, what you want to use. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blogging, podcasting. It's just to find one that you're really comfortable with and then create a good cadence with it. Podcasting, blogging, whatever it is. Um, you know, and that's, you know, starting with some kind of email content or excuse me, any, any, some kind of content that you publish out and then capturing it to an email and using something like MailChimp is fairly straightforward for most. Yeah, they're easy. I can do that. I find yeah. them to be easier than anything else. Right. That's just me, but you know, someone else might want to do something else. Sure. Yeah. So as far as the 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 getting out there, okay, mm-hmm. today, I think one of the things people don't realize is, well, maybe they're realizing it now, is how important face-to-face communication is and body language is. I don't think people realized how important it is. And as an instructor, I've known all along, your body language is about 70% of your communication. Your words are like 8% and your tone is 20. So yeah, if you have a podcast, they can hear your tone and all that. There are those of us like me who really don't like the, the, the being on screen and the video thing, but I think that's huge, and I think that that makes a big difference. Can you talk a little more about that and maybe try to find a way to uh, help people be a little more accepting of getting on, on video, getting on camera? Yeah, so look, I've been podcasting for eight years now. I still hate my voice. 
right? I've been doing oh, YouTube. That, you have a great voice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing YouTube for the same amount of time. Still can't stand looking at myself. Uh, it's the thing that most people, I think, uh, uh, will never uh, sort of separate themselves from. The When I say digital handshake, it's it's because, again, going back to car sales and like you said about the physical handshake, in that moment, right, imagine a you know, cold December, you know, Sunday afternoon walking a car lot. The last thing that somebody wants to do in New England is talk to a salesperson about a car, right? And in that moment where I used to sort of be in that that space, going in for that handshake, hey, my name's Matt, you know, welcome to the dealership. That instant, you learn this whole like story right, of this person, the way that they want to shake your hand, the strength of their handshake, uh, you know, uh, did they look at you, look at you in the eyes? What was mm-hmm. their response? Like there's just so much that happens in an instant in a handshake yeah. and the digital content can help, uh, you know, bridge that gap, you know, online, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, look, it takes time to break, to break that mold of, uncertainty and, and not feeling well about doing things online or about doing like a podcast or a video. I remember when I first started the podcast, I replicated to a T this other podcaster that I listened to, you know, way back, mm-hmm. you know, in the day, like I crap, like my, I set up everything the way that he did it. And I was like, I could feel myself forcing the conversation every single time. Cause I was just trying to do exactly what he did. Yeah. And I finally was like, you know what to heck with this. I'm just going to do it. Just going to do it my way. Right. It takes time. It takes time to overcome that. Um, You know, but what happens is, is you start to accrue. Not only do you get better at it, right? You start to accrue this backlog of content that can be repurposed in your business. Mm -hmm. So it makes your life easier, you know, over time. So people say, hey, you know, nobody wants to listen to me do a video. No one wants to listen to me do a podcast. Well, how about we just start with your most frequently asked questions? What are the things that your customers are asking you every single time you talk to them on the phone or a Zoom call? Mm-hmm. And start with that. Get comfortable doing that. And then you realize that now you have material that you can use within the business. Somebody emails you, they ask you those questions, you say, hey, how about this? Watch this video. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, you know, right. Just engage in this video. It's got all the answers that you, uh, that you are going to ask me. All the answers are right in this video. And one of the things I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but one yeah. of the things that I've been doing and I, I found it to be really valuable and I just happened upon it. It was just I don't know where I got the idea. I'll do a podcast and I'll use some of the same information from the podcast on the blog mm-hmm. and I'll do a short video. OK, on the same topic, because people like to receive their information in different ways. So I can take the longest or the most information in the podcast, and then I can take other clips for the for the blog and the YouTube. And again, like you said, you can take your same information, but you can share it in different ways. And, and, and the reach is broader. And for your client who only wants the two or three minute version, they want the short version, they can get the short version. For your client who wants all the information in detail, they can get that. Right. Hundred um, percent. The terms that I I like to use are uh, cornerstone content and evergreen content. So evergreen content is content that people are going to be searching for. Uh, you know, hopefully till the end of time. It's those common questions. It's the how-to stuff. It's the tutorial stuff. Mm-hmm. And cornerstone content is the practice of building out a long-form piece of content 
You know, uh, I do this on my podcast page at southcoast.fm. Um, how to start a small business podcast. It is 12,000. I think I sent it to you. You as sent well. it to me. I read Linda. the long version and the short version. Right. And so <laughs> I have a, a 12,000 word, uh, d- you know, document of, of everything. Every, it was a brain dump of everything I know about <laughs> podcasting. And that's what cornerstone content is, right? So when people right. don't know where to begin and, you know, they don't know where to begin. Most customers, oh, I got to make a website. I got to make a brand. I don't know where to begin. Just give me every ounce of every reason why you started what you started and how you got there and then turn that huge piece of content into a big learning piece and then guess what for the next literally probably six months you're good because you take chunks of it now you take chunks of it you go back and you take chunks of it and then you expand little expansions on it right and Mm -hmm. and that's how you know content marketing content creation needs a, a little bit of upfront work and effort but as soon as you set that foundation, it's way easier, you know, in the future because you just chunk, pull out the little chunks and do whatever you want with it. There you go. And I suppose some people might want to start with the chunks and build a big body. That might be less intimidating. That's one sure. thing to do. And I have a final question for you because I know our time is gr- drawing to an end. What advice do you have for the person who isn't a business owner, who works somewhere, and they have to build a brand within a brand? So, you know, they, let's say you have one insurance producer on, who works for an agency or a company and there's 20 others. What can those people do to set themselves apart from uh, their peers and their competitors um, without going crazy? Sure. So first and foremost, you, you do have to get some effort in and get the brand or the organization that you work for to buy in to this storytelling effort, this content creation effort, because it would be it, it, it will be difficult, um, you know, to to pursue this without at least getting obviously uh, the, the the stakeholders, the CEOs, the C-suite uh, and even the, the, the other staff involved in this and. The easiest way is to really start, you know, interviewing the, the team, the staff, the decision makers, and collecting their stories, right? And it, and you can put together this content in a million different ways, video, audio, written form, and then interview and doing the same thing just on the client side, interviewing the clients. Why do they do business with you? Why have they been with your insurance agency for 30 years or whatever it is? Like, what's the real value there? What, are they, what is the insurance agency doing in the community? How do they give back, et cetera, et cetera? Um, and uh, thinking about it, and this is the most important part, is thinking about it, this is a little bit in the weeds, but thinking about it as like a campaign. Thinking about it as a story arc, right? Give yourself mm-hmm. some creative uh, freedom, but also thinking, well, for the next 90 days, I'm going to focus on Stories from customers, let's say. And then 90 days after that, I'm going to focus on you know, stories from, from the staff or for the team, right? And you, and you just think about these larger story arcs, and then you fill it in with all of the content, whether it's a blog, a podcast, Instagram stories, and you kind of just fill it in. You make yourself a content calendar, right, if you will, and just think about it from the broad brushstrokes. And then find one thing that you think you can measure that, makes this all successful. So what is it? Is it a newsletter sign up? Is it referral business? Is it a client? Is it more engagement? Is it simply like this is year one of these efforts? 
I mean, we don't we, we know we're not going to sell to everybody just with this first round effort, but did traffic go up to the website 30 times or three times, 10 times? Like, what's the one thing you're going to measure every quarter so that you can turn back to the stakeholders and say, look, this is working, right? This is actually, this, this effort here is working and you've, you can set those measurable goals, um, you know, or even in sales, content in sales is huge. So if you have salespeople in the insurance agent, in the agency, and you have this backlog of content, I mean, you know you don't sell everybody on day one as soon as they walk through the door. So if you have these salespeople that are like constantly following up with other people, well, give them some good content that they can hand off to their potential customer, their lead, and say, oh, this is what we give back to the community. This is why people sign with us and stay with us for 30 years. And it just warms up even the sales relationship as well, not just the, the marketing branding efforts, uh, if that all makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's walking your talk. It's, yep. it's, it's showing what you do rather than just telling somebody what you do. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for joining me. Why don't you tell people where they can find you, how they can find you, um, and anything else that you want to finish up with? Yeah, I mean, for uh, anybody who's in the South Coast, Massachusetts region, uh, I run a podcast called the We Are Here podcast, and you can find it at southcoast.fm. And uh, southcoast.fm slash subscribe to join the mailing list. That's the number one piece of content that I feel like I put out every Sunday. It's an email newsletter. And you can find me on Twitter mostly, uh, at Matt Medeiros on Twitter. Alrighty, and craftedbymat.com is where your list of all the numerous all, things everything that you that do. I do yeah. <laughs> everything is there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Matt, thanks so much. I appreciate you being with us. Hope you'll join us again sometime. Absolutely, Linda. Thanks for having me. Okie doke. Bye-bye. That's it for today, folks. If you'd like more information about today's subjects or any other insurance topic, visit my website at lindamchenry.com. You can reach out to me through the comment submission form, and you can also learn about my book, Taking the Mystery Out of Business. The publication date is coming up soon, and you're going to have the opportunity to pre-order your book at a discounted rate. Remember, clueless is a dangerous place to be. Tune in next time as together we investigate and solve more insurance mysteries.